Good evening and welcome to Extra Time on City Talk 105.9 and a very happy new year. Happy new year. In the studio. <laughs> a Merry Christmas, happy birthday, all of those things that you've happy missed. Happy Easter. It's been a while. In the last, <laughs> in the last three weeks. And nothing's really happened in the last three weeks for us to talk about, has it really? So, There's only was, been about 400 games and... Yeah, I mean, you know, last time we were speaking, we were talking about Liverpool getting relegated and <laughs> uh, the tables have turned a little bit on that one. Since then, you know, I've, I've been on the verge of... a bad man, Downey. I thought this new year we could have ushered in a new positive vibe from the Downey fella, but... Not at all, not at all. <laughs> it's gone from bad to worse. Um, you know, I've been on the verge of doing silly things. Share <laughs> with us, come on, no. don't you? Share with us. No, I'll save that for me, uh, for me, missus. Anyway, <laughs> Oof, uh, yeah. And yeah, move on. Liverpool's greatest ever player has decided he doesn't want Liverpool anymore, mm. uh, albeit for the you know for the foreseeable future. So uh, I think we'll we'll start with that because I think it's um, certainly as long as I can remember that I've been a football fan. Steven Gerrard's been part of Liverpool, and uh, it, I've had a funny week because uh, I had a, a lady phone me up from a daily newspaper in Norway. Um, and said, "Oh, she went. I've, I've just noticed, like you, you know, you present on local radio and all that." She said, "But it's not really that that I'm interested in. I, I need to get your views on on Stephen Gerrard." She went because out of all the Evertonians I've looked at, yours are the the nicest ones about him. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> and I wouldn't go as far as saying the nice because <laughs> I mean, wouldn't be like thing, you. Would well, it? First of all, the thing I had with with Luis Suarez while he was at Liverpool, I couldn't stand Luis Suarez, but that was because he was so good. Yeah. And I've sort of, I sort of think with Steven Gerrard, it's obviously a lot different because you battled with someone for so long that you come to admire them, I think. Uh, and, you know, do you remember that time when he was uh, cheered when he got substituted at, uh, against Everton at Goodison? Yeah. And it was as if Everton scored a goal. I, I cringed at that because I, I want to beat Liverpool with Steven Gerrard in the team. Mm. Do you know what I mean? I don't want Steven Gerrard getting sent off. I want him playing at his best. It's like winning a major without Tiger, isn't it? Absolutely. It's that, it's that sort of thing for me. Uh, and I just said, you know, you, you you sort of grow not to to love the person, but you grow to sort of admire and respect. And she went, why is he so hated by Evertonians? And I asked the same question on Twitter myself, and to you know. And what's the response? Because you've guys, you said he, he's not the type of fact like a Suarez. You can understand yeah. the bit of hate where he's. You could argue he's he disrespected um, the the club, the game. Call it what you will with mm. these repeated misdemeanors. Gerard's never really done anything of the of the kind. Well, this is the thing. Uh, the most that anyone could come up with, really, was he hates Everton. <laughs> which I replied, <laughs> but and, and obviously I got a lot of flack for this. It's his job to. <laughs> well, this is the thing, I got a lot of flack for this, because I said, when's he actually stated that he hates Everton? Yeah. And then he started bringing up derbies where he said we played like Stoke. Someone tweeted me a photo of him, two foot and Gary Naismith. <laughs> uh, which is his job. I said, you know, how can you equate that to the level of abuse that he gets? In matches that we've all seen, and it happens both sides, you know, both yeah. sets of players. You know, I've heard Liverpool chant all sorts of things at Everton players. And of fact, course, it happens. But some of the funniest things somebody said to me was, "Yeah, but the players know that we don't really mean it, don't they?" <laughs> 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 yeah, you know, you're all players. Yeah. Have a pint with you after yeah. the game. Who's that? John from uh, Nether? Yeah, good so, one. I had to laugh at that one. That's a classic. In all absolute <laughs> All weekend, uh, we spoke to Andy Gray on Terrace Talk with Saint uh, Snods and Gary Gillespie. Yeah, I caught the back end of that. A uh, tremendous interview it was with him, and he was saying that he slots in there with the likes of Dalglish. He said, I don't know if I'd go as far as saying he sort of is a little bit better than them. 
Uh, personally, for me, I mean, I haven't seen a, a great deal of Kenny Dalglish, otherwise I would. Yeah. I, w- I would allow people to call me a red mm. if I'd seen enough of Kenny Dalglish. <laughs> uh, but certainly for me, he's w- without doubt the best player I've seen in a Liverpool shirt. Would you go along with that? One million percent. Yeah. You think so? One million percent. And, and uh, there have probably been times where th- there have been the odd performance from an individual, maybe, uh, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll go from sort of recent era of Luis Suarez, that have been exceptional, maybe, of, you know, maybe one or two of his performances. People could argue, and it's, it's, all, it's, all, it's a subjective uh, thing, isn't it, football? That they could argue some of Suarez's performances have, have outshone some of Gerrard. But in terms of consistency, and that's how you measure... For me, uh, a world-class player, somebody who repeatedly does it. And people have argued about Kenny Dalglish and people have thrown Graeme Souness' name in the mix and whatever else. People forget, though, sometimes that those players played with world-class yeah, players around them. Won leagues, won cups, won, won everything in the game, had unbelievable managers, whereas Gerrard has served under... Mediocre yeah, teams. Roy Hodgson. And, 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 and players around him who have been really Joe Average, to be fair... Uh, it's been shambolic that they've ever wore a red shirt yeah. and I could go on and I could lambast a million players I'm not going to but he's so he's made Liverpool a perennial contender bar in the odd year here or there in terms of Champions League football he dragged them to a Champions League victory mm. they've won silverware with him he's been for me an incredible servant to Liverpool Football Club but as, I, as I've said before not only on the pitch as an ambassador Dave and, and what he stands for and what he represents down to earth kid who's made good um, do give us your views on that is Stephen Gerrard the best to ever wear a Liverpool shirt old young all your views get them in at City Talk 105.9 and uh, we'll read out the best of them um, John I've seen I've been looking over the weekend because I really wanted to get into this tonight about Gerrard because uh, a lot of people mainly Evertonians had labelled Adam that he was sort of forced to stay at the club when he almost left for Chelsea because uh, the sort of the reaction to it, you know, shit from the fans. I mean, the angry mob was waiting outside his door. <laughs> some some people would have you believe. Um, do, do, you, do you sort of believe that? Do you think he, he stayed because of I, I the reaction th- from Liverpool, or more that the fact that he's actually thought in his head? Hang on, what am I doing here? But yeah, I I think that totally. I think uh, he's even come out and said his head was turned a little bit when the likes of Real Madrid come knocking on his door. He says that Dan even phoned him up and told uh, Real Madrid's president that he wants them to come a couple of times and obviously your head's going to be turned why wouldn't you want to play in, in a burn about the new camp I don't I don't believe for one second that he even thought about the Chelsea never, never in a million years would he have gone to Chelsea but then I think maybe not, not so much he was under pressure from the fans but maybe he's seen the reaction of the fans and how much that they cared for him how much they loved him and I think he maybe just needed that reassurance that, that the fans loved him as much as what they did well Carragher said that didn't he Carragher said you know the week before his timeline on Twitter was filled with why is, it, why oh, is why Steven Gerrard yeah. why did uh, so all of a sudden he's leaving it's filled yeah. with what oh, uh, mm. great player and I think that at times it's that, that reality of oh we're losing him it just it just sort of rebalances your focus and your mm. thought process say well hang on a minute mm. actually how good is he for us but again whether it's whether you sit here and, and talk to a thousand people, I think everybody would agree he's still Liverpool's best midfield player. I think it's uh, interesting again going back to what Andy Gray said at the weekend. He was saying that uh, Liverpool could have handled this situation a lot better. Mm-hmm. Uh, the way I've uh, my understanding is he was offered something as late as November. Um, it obviously took a while for that to sort of come to fruition that he was going to stay at the club. He says then in his interview that he had a sit-down with Brendan Rodgers and obviously wasn't guaranteed the game time that, that, that he, he wanted, likes. Yeah. Um, it, sort of playing devil's advocate with it a little bit. Should Steven Gerrard be putting the team first in that situation? Because by his own admission, 
he's not the player he once was. We all see that. Um, a, lo- a lot of people go a little bit further and say he shouldn't be in Liverpool's starting eleven at the moment. Um, if Steven Gerrard's told, look, you, we want you to stay, but you're going to be a fringe player, you're going to be playing one out of three games, you're mostly going to be on the bench as an impact player, um, is it Steven Gerrard's prerogative to say, no, I'm not having that, I deserve to be starting and I want to be starting? Mm. Or is there an argument to say he should maybe put the club first and say, well, yeah, I'll go along with that because I'm not the player I was. Maybe I can be more effective from the bench. Yeah, the, the second part, yeah, for the rest of the season, mm. he's got to be selfless. He's got to be a team player because he's contacted to the club until until the, the 30th of June. Um, so he's got to be selfless um, from now till then. But in terms of his future, he can absolutely be selfish. That's what it's all about. You know, I say... But, but what I mean is, is he being overly selfish in the fact that he's saying to Liverpool, well... If it's ultimately come down to it and he's leaving because he's not going to be guaranteed the game time, mm. is that a little bit sour grapes? You think? No, no. I think it's. I think it's. I think he's earned the fact to be yeah. able to say that. But, well, he hasn't. But but any player will will tell you the same, Dave. That that's that's their prerogative, and that they will always think about themselves because they've got to think about their family. Gerard doesn't have to worry about money. His finances set for ten lifetimes, so he's now thinking about what's best for my family. What's best for us to be together? Get out of the cauldron of Liverpool because it's hard for him to live here and, and work here. He's grown up here. It's, it, it's really hard. So going forward, leaving 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 the club, imagine if he'd either gone to a Man City, but he's still living in Liverpool or Formby, wherever it is he lives. Um, that's going to be ridiculously hard. So he's got to say, going forward, the best thing for me and my family is, is MLS. And he, mm-hmm. he's, he's said as well, hasn't he? Mm-hmm. And, uh, if he was ridiculously selfish, he'd say, I'm going to go where, the, where who's going to pay me the most or whatever. His, his, yeah. Listen, his motivator might not be the biggest con. Contract. It might be, I want to play for a certain manager, I want to play in a certain country, but he has stated, I don't want to ever line up against Liverpool. Yeah. It, the reason I ask is, you know, you can you can compare and draw the similarities with Frank Lampard's situation. Definitely. Uh, you know, he, he's, he's left Chelsea. Obviously, loyalty is a different thing to Chelsea. We can, you know, I know we're going to sit here with our Merseyside <laughs> hats on and, you know, berate the, the South, but... Uh, <laughs> It is a different kettle of fish, isn't it? Because the stations of Liverpool are a lot different to what's happened with Chelsea. They're very much new to that sort of thing. If there was anything such as loyalty, I think Frank Lampard probably comes the closest there's yeah. ever been at Chelsea. Yeah. Having said that, he couldn't resist the law of being back in the Premier League and he's still doing a job. But he's being told that he's going to have a specific role at a club. He's being told, you're not playing every week. You're going to be an impact player for us. Would that not be in Steven Gerrard's mind when he has a look and thinks... Well, and I'm not talking about leaving Liverpool yeah. yet because mm. that would be—he's he, probably being told that is going to be his role at Liverpool, yeah. akin to what Lampard is at City. Would he not sit there and think, "Well, I'll have a bit of that then"? Look what Lampard's going and doing there, bagging goals, coming on off the bench. Or does he—is he simply like you say—is the family factor there? Does he want to go and try something different for the last part of his career? Well, f- for me, I would look at the personnel that are in the team as well. You look at the, the, the Man City squad there. Frank Lampard knows. You've got Yaya Torre in the middle, you've got David Silver in there. Frank Lampard's nowhere near what, what he was. In his heyday, he could have competed. If not, he was better than them too. But then you've got to look at the centre midfield of, of Liverpool. And Gerrard can maybe, maybe he's looking at himself going, well, no, I, I can still play there. I can still play there every week. And, and I think he can. And for me, more so than anything when it comes to Gerrard being a Liverpool, he, he's, he's attractive to other players, to other world-class players coming to Liverpool. You look at Torres, look at Suarez, they come to play with Gerrard. And no disrespect to the players of Liverpool now, 
But who's what world class player is going to come to play for Liverpool? There's oh, no one that stands out. On that note, there's a man very much after my own heart here. JPS Pro, I think I've got that right on Twitter, says, By a country mile, Stephen Gerrard's the best player to wear red. We'll never see a player like that again. The future is bleak for LFC. Straight out of the Downey School, I thought. And he goes on to say, He's not a DM, we all know that. Use him correctly in his best position that suits the team. You know, yeah, he's still got half a season left for Liverpool, Sangi. Yeah, and he's going to want to go out on a high. Incidentally, we learned at the uh, FA the Cup, Cup final. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So the stars there. He'll probably ah, oh, shut up. Uh, against Everton on the way. That's, that's the way it all happens. By the way, I'm, I'm going away for the derby. Because <laughs> See, now if if you he's were, got one derby left in him. Listen, if you were positive, you'd say it's going to be an, an, a Liverpool Everton final on Gerard's birthday, and we'll nick it one nil in the last minute. Gerard that's what you, no, yeah, exactly. You could have said that, but no. you know, listen, Gerard and Lampard on that point, they're different people, Dave. They've got different outlooks on life. They've got different motivating factors around them, you know, blah, blah, blah. Um, Steven Gerrard, and he's, he, to be as good as you are, you've got to be dedicated to the game. Or to be as good as he is, mm. you've got to be dedicated to the game. So he obviously loves football. So now, as he's coming to the, the twilight of his career, it's, it, you talked, I've been in this game a long time, speaking to, I've had clients who've retired, and each one to a man says, I just want one more season. Mm. Just get me one more move, Sangi. Can you do that? And you know, it, it's it's that, the stark realization that you you're done. Long it's really really hard to to take. So I I actually admire him that you can just sit and take the money. Stephen Gerrard could have sat at Liverpool. He might have actually seen off a of Brendan Rodgers. Oh, do you want to take the job, Stephen? It's your job. He could have been a bit of a menace. But I actually really admire him for saying, no, I'll seven me ties. I'm not going to be a burden on the club. Get me to pastures new. The the funny thing about you know you talk about these. Everton being somewhere along the line here. Um, <laughs> I put, oh, he's only got one more derby to kill us in. Maybe we'll have a go at winning one one day. And then loads of people tweeted me back saying, yeah, there's still two legs of the Europa League and the FA Cup yet, so <laughs> he's bound to come along somewhere yeah, and spoil exactly, the show for yeah. us in his last game against Everton. Um, just before we get to a break, I mean, we could, we could talk about them all night. Um, what do you make of the timing of it? Because I've, I've had... Two sort of trails of thought on this. Uh, one, I think it was very um, timely and a, a very good time for them to come out and say uh, not to put a burden on, you know, Liverpool season. And yeah, there's any a few months left on this deal. He could have talked to anybody. Speculation would have been rife. Um, but then I've started to think. Well, he's come out. He said it. That is constantly the backdrop of Liverpool season now. Did it, Steven Gerrard's last? Yeah. That puts a different. A perspective on everything, doesn't it? You know, does it put added pressure on the players, Brendan mm -hmm. Rodgers to play him? I mean, yeah. everywhere we look now, we're going to be, you know, potentially it's Steven Gerrard's last game. Yeah, fantastic points um, that you made there. Absolutely brilliant points. I think um, for me, I would I would have preferred it to have been um, looking from the outside, just deflect mm -hmm. deflect the rumor. <coughs> Keep it in house. Deflect the rumor. Let the season come and go because people will, people can speculate all they want. I mean, you guys in the media get to find out stuff before players do half the time. Um, and there will have been speculation from all the biggest clubs in Europe, um, from MLS, all that sort of stuff. But you can deflect that. Now you've actually made that bump. I'm off. It is actually now all about him. Whereas you can deflect a lot of the the, the, the sort of the conjecture because you can just say, listen, let me focus on the mm -hmm. season. We'll talk at the end of the season. It's done and dusted. And then the media guys will get bored of asking the same questions to be told the same answer. Now, speculation's rife. He's in the spotlight. People are saying, is it this? Is he going for the money? Where's he going to be? It's all about Steven Gerrard now. What sort of... We'll just finish round this up now, John. Um, what, what sort of... 
thing season do you see Liverpool having now that he's announced this? Do you see it being any different than what would have happened? Honestly, no. You don't think so? I, I think, agree. I think, I think um, when you mentioned the point there about added pressure. I think there'd be an awful lot of pressure on the players now to succeed from the fans. Thinking, oh, Gerrard last season, why are you putting the effort in? Come on. And that's a good thing, do you think? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I, I think, I think for those are the right way of thinking, it should be a good it should, thing. Yeah, there should, should be, be good reason a motivation for them. But there's also been a lot of pressure already on the players this season at Liverpool, yeah. and they haven't been able to handle it up to now. Well, I'm, I'm thinking, straight off the top of my head, I'm thinking Jordan Henderson, vice-captain. Uh, he's come a hell of a long way uh, since he's been at Liverpool. He was, you know, almost on the verge of leaving within... Well, a few months. Every transfer window, <laughs> yeah. pretty much for the last for the first couple of seasons that he was there, yeah. molded himself into a decent Premier League player. Um, and looks England like he's got, you know, he's got the world at his feet at the moment. Yeah. Captain Liverpool the other day. I'm thinking to me, that's him thinking. Well, hang on, this this is my oyster now. This this is how far can I go with this now? I'm going to be Liverpool captain because I couldn't see Rodgers taking it off for anybody else unless a, a big name signing comes in. So. For the players like him, like a Sterling, you know, look at this man who's who's made his, his life at Liverpool. I've lived through that. I've seen it. I've played with him. I've seen the end of it. How can I go one better? I, I, I think it's fantastic for the likes of them. Mm. It is. I, again, I was talking to somebody about that before, is that now it gives a great chance for other players to step up to the plate and say, I want to become an icon at this football club. Because as, as much as you tried and you huffed and puffed and you dedicated yourself to it, Steven Gerrard's there. You're never getting yeah. past him. And that's, that's, you know, that, that's not to, to decry any player there. But now there's a massive void in terms of character, captain, leader, you know, icon in terms of his ability on the pitch, whatever, whatever else he, he brings. There's a chance for people to step up for fans to go. Now it's you. Mm. But do you know what? And I and I said that we, we were talking about this before. And I said the only way you're ever going to get Gerard-esque love, you never. Jordan Henderson, if he becomes captain of England, will never get Gerard-esque love. It has to be a scouser. And I found it really interesting that when Brendan Rodgers was talking before on on one of his interviews, saying we've got to find the next homegrown player he never once mentioned Jordan Roster to heap some pressure on him because he's the one that Liverpool fans who, who watch the under 21s yeah. will will know uh, and tout Jordan Roster's got a great chance by the way what a player what a kid great attitude elements of Gerard in him different players different people but elements there and he's a scouser so yeah. so the fans will cling to that and, and see him but I thought that was telling I thought that was quite yeah, classy you know, of Rodgers um, to swerve that one who first comes to my head though is uh, young Flanagan yeah, I, I think this is perfect for him. Yeah, it is. Absolutely yeah. perfect for John. Uh, we'll pick this up a little bit in part three. If you want to tweet us with you th who you think Liverpool should replace Stephen Gerrard with, whether it be a homegrown player, whether it be uh, a transfer, a big money transfer coming into the club, do let us know at City Talk 1059. Uh, Blues, the Gerrard loving may be over, <laughs> but there's much, much worse coming <laughs> after this break. Stay tuned to City Talk 105.9, extra time. This is Extra Time on City Talk 105.9. You are listening to Extra Time. They didn't tell you that, but I will. It's Extra Time, City Talk 105.9. Dave Downey, Neil Sang, John McKillop, all the way through till 6 o'clock. Then Neil Atkinson's going to join me for the more Gerard. The ledge. I, I, I imagine. Uh, but also, he's probably going to tell me about how Liverpool are going to win the league from this position after uh, great. He'll have some weeks. formula, won't he? Yeah, but I I want to I want to <laughs> I want to take it even further now. If you're a bit a little bit depressed listening about Steven Gerrard, you can listen to me talking about Everton now. <laughs> and um, you know that there are hotlines that we'll read out at the end of the show, which can <laughs> can help this sort of thing. Uh, Sangi, since we last spoke, 
and you were trying to get me optimistic and you know me we beat QPR 3-1 and you tweeted me that night saying look I told you things are going to get better here since then, we've lost four on the bounce. You've let me down. <laughs> <laughs> lost seven of nine, conceded all sorts. So I think he's still optimistic, though. Leighton Baines is playing Always. in midfield, but he doesn't know where he is. Has you the know, season I finished? I seen the Newcastle, I watched the Newcastle game. Uh, I just couldn't believe it. Well, the, the problem the problem is there's too many problems now, because one thing's yeah. led to another. Uh, and, you know, let's address it from back to front, because you know I love a moment about Tim Howard. It looks like... Uh, Martinez has finally been tuning in and listening to us. <laughs> <laughs> and he said today that he's, I love that he's bossing. <laughs> he says he's gonna look in he's gonna look into getting a new goalkeeper. Look into uh, it. Look, I know look into yeah. it. We said b- before we come on here, uh, Sangi. Now devil's advocate, you're the chairman. Yeah. Uh, and I come to you, Mr Chairman. <laughs> I want a new goalie. Yeah. Well who well, he's gonna be a first choice of top drawer, which you'll pay six to ten million quid. And he's going to want 40 to 60 grand a week. But you've got Tim Howard, who's on probably 40s, amount, yeah. with three years to run. And then you've got Joel Robles, who's got three years to run. And I would guess, I'm going to pick a figure, agent hat on now, he'll be on 20 grand a week. So you've got 60 grand a week worth of goalie, who you're not happy with. And they've got three years to run. You and you want to bring another one in. Jumping off so, <laughs> so this is a so this is a nine million pound commitment to two goalies over the next three years. Dave, financial commitment to them. And, and the way players work is if they don't get that contract paid up, it doesn't have to be in full. It's going to be paid. I've got some somewhere else, Mr. Chairman. I need X to keep me standing still on this amount of money. What will you pay me to go? So you're not only be- paying <coughs> six to ten million for a top keeper. You you might be giving a million or two or three million in payoffs to to goalies who, who now you don't want. So you've got to really think about it. So, and I'm sure Roberto has because he's an astute manager. As they go, he's a real thinker, deep mm. thinker, and clever, clever kid. And I'd turn around and say, well, he's probably thought about all these implications. But bottom line, he's a football man. He wants to win games, and he, he'll have probably thought about all of that and gone. I need a new number one. Yeah, and I'd like to see it happen sooner rather than later, obviously, but, you know... Robles still not for you, no? In terms of... <laughs> you can't ask me that with a serious <laughs> look on your face. That's right. Come on. And then the corners of my mouth turned up and I looked at McKillop and went... <laughs> I know he is. He, he is like the radio version of Mr Motivator Live, but that's, that's pushing it too far. Couldn't uh, help us, no. then. Categorically, no, Joe. Joe Robles is not the answer. <laughs> And the fact that I'd still have him in front of Tim Howard, you know, is, is saying a lot. And um, a lot of names have been mentioned. And the one I've just thought of then while you were talking, you look at uh, Spurs, mm. not Brad Friedel, Michelle Vaughan sitting on the bench there yeah. for Spurs. Was Swansea's number one. I don't know what, what has happened. And was top shelf, by the he way. He was. He was. Dutch side. Mm. Yeah. Um, he's sitting there doing absolutely nothing at Spurs. You've got the lad Marshall at Cardiff, who I'm a big fan of. Same. Not everyone's cup of tea. Um, I think Everton have got options there. Even to go and get one on loan, um, you know, what, what's wrong with trying something new? And that's probably the underlying thing that I'd, do, I'd, I'd underline that as a statement for what's going on with Everton at the moment. Why aren't we trying something new? Because, uh, again, <coughs> back to what Andy Gray said, uh, if you get a chance, it is on the Radio City website, if you get a chance to listen to it. Uh, it was fantastic about Everton and how they're playing at the moment. And he was saying he doesn't know Martinez personally, but... He's been told that the man's not for changing in terms of his style, which we can gather from the way Everton are playing, and you know nothing seems to be any different system-wise mm-hmm. and things. And he was saying it passing games and statistics. He said, "I'm not interested then in them." He says the basics of it is people go play and watch football to see chances created and goals scored. Yeah, 
and that's not happening at Everton. They're passing the ball for passing sake of it. He said, I've got no problem with how people do it. There's a million ways to skin a cat, isn't there? But um, he wants to see passing with a purpose rather than passing just for the sake of it. And he pointed out a couple of incidents uh, that have happened since we've been away where Everton have had free kicks in the vicinity of the opposition um, penalty area. And the balls end up, ended up back with Tim Howard without it going forward. And he said, you know, how how can you convince your fan base, first of all, that that's the answer? And it's a lot what's, what's up, what happened with him at Wigan, I think, because a lot of Wigan fans have, have said this, that, you know, he, he will pass for the sake of it. He'll pass, uh, you know, to, to rest, if that's the, the right way of saying it. And hmm. I think there's a lot to be said for that, because, you know, you think about it, your team and you're defending, to get your rest on the ball have it in possession rather than running around like an headless chicken playing a pressing game. Exactly. Plus mentally it it, it, it can it can kill yeah. opposition. Mm-hmm. But the problem the, the problem Everton have got is they've got it drilled into them for ten years, most of them. Uh, well, you know, say let's say two, three years and beyond, up to ten years, under David Moyes are playing a high intensity, um high, you know, pressure pressing game against opponents, get, you know, putting themselves about, getting the ball from back to front quickly. Mm. And he was saying if he was Lukaku He'd be knocking at Martinez's door and saying, "Listen, why aren't I getting the ball here? Do you know what I mean? You paid twenty-eight million pounds for me to do shuttle runs. Why aren't you feeding the ball into me?" And I think that that's the grunt of the problem for Evan. And I do praise him for what he did at Newcastle. He changed the team around. Okay, you can argue yeah, Everton reserves, whatever you like. Played late in Baines in midfield, which is, which didn't work at all because the lad didn't know where he was. Uh, I was very happy he played Luke Garbutt. But then next game, not even in the squad. Kevin Medalas on the bench against Newcastle. Everton's best player, arguably with Naismith this season. Mm-hmm. I agree. Mohamed Besic, probably Everton's most consistent player so far this season, dropped. Gareth Barry persisted with. I just, I, I can't. Luke, I Barkley, don't see the logic behind yeah, it, Sangi. I really don't deep. see the logic. logic. Yeah, Barkley deep. Yeah. Uh, made a couple of couple of ricks, by the way. One, I think one was a chance cool. against... Was it Hull? Hull, yeah. And then he got the Newcastle one. And the Newcastle one where, Newcastle he, where, well, where yeah. they scored, yeah. That's two games, two goals. Easy. So why why is Ross playing deep? Why is Ross getting it off full-backs sort of 20, 25 yards out from his from his own goal? Mm. You know, for me, again, it's is that a square peg in a round hole? Yeah, well, it is. Get him up the pitch. It's having the personnel to do these things for me. And last season, we got away with it a lot. Um, and I understand Martin is saying that, you know, there's fine margins for these things. But last season... We, we got away with it because we were so deadly going forward. This season, it, it's exactly the same in large parts. It's just we don't we're not as deadly going forward. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, we've got personnel that don't play that game. They've never played that game. Can you teach thirty-five-year-old Sylvan Distant to start playing out from the back when all his career he's been told get the ball, get it out, yeah. get rid of it. Find your big man up front. That's it. No, you I can't. think at the John top Stones, level, yeah, yes, you can. Yeah, John exactly. Is injured. Yeah. You, you've got to play horses for courses at some yeah. point. I, I agree with that. I agree. And, and you know the other thing as well is, and ninety percent of me admires Roberto Martinez for what he does in terms of his philosophy of this is how we go, this is what we do, this is what we're about. It's got us great success. Look at how great they were last year. They've added to the personnel. You'd like to think this, well, the squad's stronger, most definitely. Not even an argument there. So why aren't the performances? And I think sometimes, um, as a manager, if and I can only I can only say this, if it was me, I'd go a little bit scruffy to get a win. N- mm-hmm. Not for the, and I'm not actually sort of bitching me out my own sort of football philosophy there. What I'm actually trying to do in nicking a win is trying to build some confidence because when you're a side that's losing, you're going down and down. And and what happens as a collective in terms of the players? 
they'll all be talking. Why don't we change it? We're getting pumped every week. We're getting we're getting bombarded. Blah blah blah. So, get, fellas, same again Saturday. We go again. It's like whoosh. Why don't you give them a little bit of a, a change up? Nick a, a scruffy, horrible win and go, hey, boys, brilliant, blah, blah, blah. Here's the elements I was pleased of with, 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 with that one. The next game, you might have had a little bit more football in. You might nick another win. All of a sudden, you're two wins on the bounce. You're eighth or ninth in the league again. Go back and play your nice football because players will have confidence. But, but, I mean, sorry, John, go on. Go on. I was going to say, but these, these are season pros. These aren't like lads that are going on the pitch no. and have played football before. Although Martin is telling them to pass the ball to death, if you're if you're in your edge of your own box, eighteen yard box, and you've got all your players penned in, you don't go and pass it, pass it out. You just got to get up the field and get, get, give your defenders so a rest. With the it's decision, yeah, you know? it's decision making. You've got like, yeah, the, the grown men. The they they know how to play football. Just give your defenders a rest. That's why where the Aidan yeah. McGeady mistake come from Absolutely. for the Newcastle goal. This is the most worrying thing for me. Um, Snodds made a really good point the other day, saying that if that was the case when he played, and the manager was drilling a tactic into them, they'd simply be men. And stand up and change it themselves in a game. 100%. Right. And you've got him. Like uh, John said, well, make a decision. And this fits in with a lot of views that people have had on Everton so far. Is that the leadership qualities aren't there anymore? Where's this, uh, you know, fighting spirit? Where's this togetherness? Because the players have looked disinterested. The shoulders have gone down, the heads have dropped. You can visibly see it. You know, they look a bit forlorn at the moment. You never, ever saw that underneath under David Moyes. You know, as, as much as you want to criticise him, you never saw that. Uh, or you, you rarely saw that then, shall yeah. we say. Um, a handful of games you can probably pick where, where it happened under David Moyes. Under Martinez, it doesn't seem like But just to counter that, you, you, you wouldn't see a great attacking performance under David Moyes. You but do under Martinez. At the moment, though, Sandy. No, I, at the moment, I agree. Issue. I, listen, I agree. And, and that's why I, I, I said before, it, um, it's about it's about getting a scruffy win now and building some confidence. Mm -hmm. But I, again, I agree with what John said. It echoes Snodds' points. Make better decisions. Ross Barkley... Will have will have played deep. I just said square peg mm -hmm. round holes. Why is he going yeah. to get it there? He's obviously under instruction to get it there. But that that's not it's not Roberto Martinez's fault that Ross Barkley gets a ball and takes about four hundred minutes to, to 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 pick a pass. That's an individual mistake. Individual, yes, make but, a decision. Be better surely, there. Surely it's insanity to ask the lad if he's not capable of doing it, which he, he probably is in the long run. Yeah, yeah. he must surely he's be capable of doing that. that. And he's been told by his manager. It's his manager's fault. It's his manager's responsibility if he sees that not working. There's also, also the players that are on the pitch, like like so this time was playing behind Barkley when he got robbed of the ball at Hull. Why isn't someone screaming and he's got a yeah. man on? It's, yeah. it's, it's, it's a team game at the um, end of the day. I mean, there's no continuity in, in the defence mm. he's picking as well. I mean, OK, you can, you can throw the injury debate at it all day long if you like, but at the end of the day, the manager himself made the rod for his own back by coming out and saying earlier this season that the squad he had at his disposal to a man was capable of achieving better than what we did last season. Um, I've argued that point since day one. I didn't think we did enough in the summer. Um, mm. The pre-season was appalling as well. It was it was an absolute joke, in fact. I mean, you lads... Do you, you mean pre-season in terms of signings or in terms no, of fixtures? No, in, in terms of fixtures. I thought that and the results. signing could have been handled a lot better because, you know, one reason or another you throw 28 million at Lukaku, you've got very little left, I can mm. understand that, but... In terms of opponents, I mean, we played, I think, Tramia, Reserves, you know, a piece of Didn't Echo, some German pub team, I couldn't even tell you who they are now. <laughs> um, you know, I, I can't understand how that constitutes a decent pre-season. The excellent point was made, I, I, I've had a look up to this a lot over the weekend, and uh, an excellent point was made, I'm not sure where it was, where I've seen it, but um, Everton's, you know, pre-season, Germany had players who won the World Cup, Yep. I think Mertesacker and Ozil returned to Arsenal 
before Kevin Morales returned and the Kakas. Now I'm not putting the finger at them, but surely there should be some sort of instruction. There. And you know the, the great irony in it is David Moyes would have had them that disciplined that there wouldn't have been any of that. They would have mm. all been back on the same date. It's a unified date, hasn't it? Exactly. And, uh, you know, you can lambaste Moyes for the start, Everton had the seasons in the past, but he, one thing he would never have is how poor pre-season went because he'd have them all over the place. He'd go to America, Australia. Mm. Everyone in America last season, he played Real Madrid, he played Juventus, and I think he played Valencia as well. You know, the following season, you're playing Sammy Reserves, you know, the wheat chief in Germany. <laughs> you know, and, and, and I think FC Porto was the best they got. Yeah, uh, who were, you know, not even anywhere near their pre-season mm. best. So I think there's a lot to be said for that. There's a lot of, it's a domino effect. I think that's happened this season, and it, it, they have to come back a long way from those uh, letdowns against Leicester and Arsenal. You know, where they threw away leads. They've been fighting an uphill battle ever since then. But Martinez, with the problems Everton have, aside from his tactical misunderstandings at the moment. That's bad enough, but to throw into the mix what he's actually doing with the side, you know, that, that puts a whole different uh, light on the matter. And I think, you know, things have got to change quite quickly for him because people are asking serious questions about mm. him. Definitely. And it's a good one. I mean, uh, Saturday is Man City at home, um, which could be a scary one, but I actually think it could be a, quite a good one. Well, I was but, saying, you know, <clears throat> again, to go back to the comparison with Moyes, that is sort of the, the measuring stick he uses, isn't it? Because yeah. Man yeah. City, he yeah. loved playing. Man City, Everton got a reaction out of it. Everton had a similar game uh, when Martinez started. They drew three of the first league games under Martinez and then played Chelsea at home. Mm. And that proved to be the catalyst. Yeah. I'm just wondering, you know, do, do you prioritise an FA Cup tie against West Ham tomorrow? But of course, the other thing I was going to say to you is... Well, the win's a win, isn't it? You know, exactly. And again, it breeds confidence. And, and West Ham are flying yeah. in the league and they're somebody you, you're trying to overturn. So yeah. I'd, I'd, go, I'd say, play your strongest side and go and steamroll them. Well, Tuesday to Saturday, you've got enough recovery yeah, time, well, time the thing, though, to I get mean, going I've, for City. I, I mean, I've gone off on a bit of a tangent here so far in this part, but the other thing I was going to say was, what's wrong with Everton being a good cup side? Nothing. Nothing. Going back to what we were talking about Gerard earlier, um, and when I spoke to him a couple of years ago after the, the hat-trick he scored against Everton, funnily enough, and it was when Liverpool were in the final, they won the Carlin Cup and they were in the final of the FA Cup, and I asked him, you know, obviously you want league titles, that's your main priority, it's the only thing you haven't won, um, but how do you view cups versus that? And he said, well, I want medals <coughs> as a player. And he <coughs> said, he said that on his interview, didn't now, he? Yeah, recently as well. Yeah. The point I'd make is these people who want Roberto Martinez out, what is wrong with Everton? Finish. We're adding our 13th. Today they finish 13th, go and win the FA Cup. Well, would you be happy with that? I'd be absolutely fine. I'd be, I'd be of course you would. So pleased with that. Or better still, the Europa. Yeah, you know exactly. I mean? You well, want honours. Yeah. That's because, again, best will in the world, David. Everton going to win the Premier League. No. There's a load of things got to be catastrophic of four clubs yeah. for that to happen. It's not happening. But that's, a, that's the thinking <clears> of the modern day fan. It's all about. Premier League, all this Sky fourth, stuff, all this nonsense. Position, I yeah. don't want Everton becoming the Spurs of the North. Let's sack our manager after it, the season. Exactly, because he hasn't won it. better. I yeah. think it's absolutely ridiculous. It is. It's bonkers. And, and, and again, we've said before, it's about it's about the finances now. You can have the most talented manager in the world, and Roberto Martins is probably probably revered and admired by a lot of big clubs in, in Europe. Um, but irrespective of how good he is, um, <clears throat> he's never going to win the Premier League. Yeah. I, I, I believe that's a fact. Um, so... 
That's, what, that's, what's that's, left? The shame is that's not a lot to do with his managing. No, it's not. It's absolutely to do with budget and, f- and yeah. financial clout, Dave. So then you say, what's left? Europa League, what's the chances? It's a million games. It, it coincides with the high-pressure Premier League um, campaign. What uh, What now? What, so what's the chance of winning the Europa League? Slim. Chances of getting in it this season? It's. It's. It, I think it's looking hard. So what have you got? You've got your League Cup and your FA Cup. So as fans, you want honours, and this is why I say I find it telling mm. that the likes of the only manager that I can remember that's ever done it, the Carlin C- Cup is, or the Capital One Cup as it is now is, is the lesser of the two, obviously. The only manager I can ever remember who played squad players all the way through and in the final is Arsene Wenger. Yeah some yeah. years ago mm-hmm. and I admired them for that a, a little bit but but every other manager goes oh it's a final now mm. tell you what Throw chance, to, chance to stick a cup on me mantelpiece yeah, so they, they bring the big hitters out to, to counter that though Arsenal Wenger never won it That's he didn't know he didn't know no, listen fair dude yeah, but yeah. I, he set out with a philosophy and a policy for that season and he went with it even all the way to yeah. the final right. but I think in terms of the League Cup why wouldn't Roberto Martins want to win yeah. it why wouldn't you want to win the FA That's Cup a massive fans the same That's a massive issue on its own I mean Everton's been knocked out in the first rounds uh, both seasons Oh, you know, it's Premier League opposition, yeah. but fair enough. Uh, we're around massively over time here. We're going to get to a break in a sec, but I want to leave you with a couple of tweets. Uh, Smigger62 says, uh, when, a defense is a, when the defence of Everton, I think he means, is a full strength, it's still not good enough. We need central defenders and a goalie. Um, and Scousey in 68 has said, if Everton go ugly, looking to scrap a win, but still lose, does that not strengthen the manager's philosophy? That's an interesting question, isn't it? Because it, prob- <laughs> yeah. prob- it probably does, <laughs> and he'll say, look, I've tried what you've wanted me to. He's damned if he does, and he's damned if he doesn't, but if he goes down that route and it doesn't happen for him, then he's still going to get a load of stick and people are going <laughs> to want him out still. So that they're the pedals of being a Premier But I think manager. for me, again, you, you, you're probably looking at balances there. And the balances, <laughs> I think the balance of support for him trying something different to get a win to build confidence would be more than if he just stuck as it is and got beat again. Yeah. So that would be my answer correct, to that. Correct, I agree with that. Right, uh, when we come back, we'll uh, have a closer look at some of your tweets that you be coming in. Some great shouts about the... Uh, Stevie G replacements will be back in a couple of minutes with, uh, I was going to say, all in the game then. That's in about three minutes. <laughs> all in the game's coming the up. Reserve, the main course. The reserve show. <laughs> it's Extra Time on City Talk 105.9. Extra Time on City Talk 105.9. OK, welcome back. We haven't got long left at all with the uh, ranting from me and the Stevie Gerrard loving. It's a great time for Evertonians at the moment, isn't it? Christmas blues and all that as well. Uh, on Twitter, we've had a few shouts in. For Stevie's replacement, uh, Walkie C06, some great names as well. <laughs> I'd go for Schneiderlin at Southampton. Maybe, I, do you know what? I'd, I'd actually go along with that and if it weren't for the fact that I could probably see that being similar to like a Lovren coming. Yeah, um, but and a Schneiderlin's more of a defensive one as well. If you if you watch his role at Southampton, he's, he's very deep. He'll get it. He's a good passing range, works really hard, you know, sort of covers in front of the back four. He's. Listen, he's got a world of a goal in him. Don't get me wrong, but if you looked at his goal record, it wouldn't be it wouldn't be Gerrard-esque, and certainly his his assist ratio wouldn't be great. So Snyderlin, a fantastic player, just not sure. He's a, listen, he could be a Liverpool player, yeah. but if if a Lucas and a jo- or a Joe Allen left the club, I'd have Morgan Snyderlin over those two. That's just my opinion, Liverpool. but not not as a direct replacement for the Gerrard. No, Liverpool need goals from midfield. Mm. If gonna, if obviously, Gerrard's goal, and they need goals, and it's not happening at the moment. Kev Teasy says, uh, go for Paul Pogba. 
Never gonna if you're gonna if you're gonna go for a big money replacement. Well, I'm gonna Pogba different. Great shout by him, by the way, in terms of ability, uh, potential as well to still mm. improve and get better. He's still only a kid, but you're looking at probably 25, 30 million plus. Uh, you know, and people have sort of uh, people have moaned at that figure, but you know what? If you want to go and replace Steven Gerrard, you're probably looking at that yeah. at least. And I'll have Bill attractive to a player like Paul Pogba, who's still on the up. And, well, and wants to win everything that he can. This yeah. is the other thing Good that shout, I was yeah. going to try and squeeze in. You know, you talk about replacing him, Jordan Ross, too, you've got people like that. Um, first of all, I don't think he is replaceable. I think you're not going to find someone. Yeah, I no, said that. He's irreplaceable. But what does this do to Liverpool as, a, as an iconic club across Europe? Okay, we all know too well, some of us, about Liverpool's history, tradition, all that, that attracts players to come here. I tell you what, did Steven Gerrard must have been a big, big pull for a lot of them. Definitely. That's, that's, I, I mentioned it earlier on, didn't I? Does, what, what player, no disrespect to any Liverpool players at the moment, probably your highest profile player now would be what? Sterling. And the kid, Sturridge. Sturridge, maybe, yeah. yeah. But the kids, Sterling's what, 20, 21? 20, yeah. It's a lot of pressure to put on, on a kid's shoulders <laughs> for players to come and want to play with him. Like and he's like, if you're gonna you're gonna rep- not he's replace, not at that status no. yet. Him nowhere near. You need someone who's a season pro who's played at the top level to come in and be a general at midfield. They're not going to be attracted to play with Sterling. If, if anyone's going to come, you've got to make them the the person that to be attracted to. So players come and want to play with that that said person. Do you know what the great shout is? And I think Liverpool should push this a lot more. Is when Steven Gerrard said, "If Brendan Rodgers had come to me, come into my life ten mm. years earlier, that I'd have won Premier League titles." That to me is a massive shout from from an iconic player. He's got to Liverpool have got to push that. So you're now not attracting players on the basis of you be playing with Steven Gerrard, you be playing with Luis Suarez. You're attracting them saying, "We're going to make you a top player. We want you. I'm going to coach you to become unbelievably good. Get on board with us." There's maybe a selling. Point. Steven Gerrard said I could help him. Do you get me point? That's, yeah, that's, that's a huge what, shift, though, isn't it's it? A, yeah. oh, it yeah. mate, it's a huge shift. And then you shift. take all the pressure off yeah. the players it on, is. onto the, the gaffer. It's a huge shift, but one that needs to be made. The other thing in him leaving as well, it takes away, I know everyone talks about ambassadors when they leave, but, you know, again, talking about the draw he has, imagine having you're Brendan Rodgers and you're going for, say, a Paul Pogba. Yeah. You've got Stevie Gerrard sitting next to you mm. saying, look, like that's a Dan thing. Zidane, well, does it, Zidane does it at Real Madrid. Does it kids, doesn't he? You know, like, knocks on the arses. And you know this good kid, yeah. Odegaard? Um, the Norwegian. Yeah, Man United uh, have been very, very interested in pushing him and he's a Liverpool fan, this kid, apparently, but he said um, Zinedine Zidane and uh, and Carlo Ancelotti have both been on the phone. Zidane actually turned up at his parents' yeah. house in uh, in Norway. Who's this? Sorry, this Zidane after the, this Odegaard. The, the, oh, yeah. Now, now Steven Gerrard, I, I, I don't... Ambassador's probably the wrong word. I would see him more in terms of a, a football consultant yeah. role or a technical That's director role. This, yeah, yeah, definitely. Actually working on behalf of the club to secure people yeah. like that. Yeah, it, it's, I think it, it's massive <clears> that Liverpool get him back from that point of view. He said it's almost like a sabbatical. What are you going on? He's going to finish his playing days, a couple of years in the States. Then you get him back. The real mistake from Liverpool is not getting him there. Similar, you could say. But although not to that extent in Jamie Carragher. Um, yeah, probably in terms of defensively. If you looked at Carragher's stage, would things be the way just they to, are? Just to stay around the club. And exactly. to offer something to the club. It's a presence, isn't it? Yeah. Do you know what um, Because you know, I think Liverpool are struggling at the moment for a leader. If, yeah. if, when Gerard's Big not time. on the pitch, there's no one that can grab the game by the scruff of the neck and, and do something. The yeah. other issue is, though, if Gerard goes away to the States for 18 months, two and a half years, and Liverpool don't make some really key signings, by the time he's due to come back and, and add some value, what's happened to Liverpool? And who's to say? Where have they I gone? Mean, what have they done? Lowy's said to us, I mean, he does his coaching badges, doesn't he? He wants mm. to get into that side of things when he, when he does finish. Yeah. Who's to say that won't be 
I mean, Beckham's done it, hasn't he? He used to say that's not going to be the grounds for him to start, you know, whatever he likes, you know, it's... Uh, he could stay over there. It's a big thing that he's leaving Liverpool, cutting all ties, cutting not all just ties. as a player, but mm, he's yeah. actually saying, look... I'd, I'd prefer it as a, as a Liverpool fan if he was just retiring. Yeah, I, I think I think I would if I was a Reds, but um, we've got Schmigger again on, on Twitter, again, going back to Everton, uh, about trying new, new players, new systems and whatnot for Roberto. He says... Why aren't Brendan Galloway and uh, David Hennon getting a sniff at the moment at Everton? That's a good shout. You look at Tyus Brown and as well, mm-hmm. another yeah. one. Play the uh, Old Trafford and Anfield and nowhere else. Yeah. Oh, and uh, the Krasnodar game at home <laughs> and that's it. Yeah. Give them a chance until yeah. you give them a, a decent little run. You'll never know how good they are. And we said it before, that the, the lads that are coming through at Evan, there's some um, amazing talent coming through. Oh, I've got an amazing tweet to finish the show off here. <laughs> Schmigger again, he's just taking it all. <laughs> Send Tony Ibbett round to get Peter Cech for everything. <laughs> Talk about Gerard as an ambassador. That'll get him Smiga. right away. <laughs> Quality. Send him round to get Peter Cech. I'm all for that. I really am. Uh, and last show for Ian, uh, Scouse Ian again, he's been back. He said, get Mkhitaryan from Dortmund because they're doing really bad as well at Dante at the moment. So. Oh, mm. And he was a Liverpool target in the first place. Might be some merit in that. Yeah. Right, uh, Jen's been a pleasure having you back. And, and you, you, Dave. Cheers, yeah. mate. I think we started off as we mean to go on this season. <laughs> as in we're actually doing a show. Do you know what I mean? Exactly. So we'll be back same time, same place next week. You've been listening to Extra Time. This is Extra Time on City Talk 105.9.